0: Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Chopped for Time. Uh, it's Pastor Thomas here, the youth pastor here at FCC, joined by Pastor Ben. How's it going? It's going well. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, Doing good. Doing good. Recovering from my sunburn from yesterday. Yes, it's <laughs> I'm glowing. Uh, <laughs> I,
1: when I walked downstairs, our, our youth uh, took a little bit of a trip to Grayson mm-hmm. Lake yesterday. I rented some pontoon boats yeah. and just went out and had a great time. And I came back in downstairs yesterday evening after y'all had gotten back and you were down there making a sandwich as yeah. Yeah. as ravenous as you were, I'm yeah. sure. Uh, and I looked at you and I was like, oh, that's, that's going it to was, hurt a little yeah. bit.
0: Yeah, it was, Yeah. You know, you know that moment whenever you're like lying in bed and you're sunburned and you like move and just you're, all of your skin just like, yeah, yes. it was one of those moments. Yeah,
1: the skin remains where it is, although the rest of your body yeah. is moving. Yeah. I was
0: exhausted yesterday. I remember because mm. like, you know, I was hanging out with like a ton of 14 year olds who can like swim all day, every day, jump around, do whatever they want. And I was, you know, I was like in the zone doing the same thing. And then I got home at about eight o'clock. My eyes were closing. <laughs> my, Welcome my to my world. Welcome to was my like, world. I I'm not that old. Like uh, I, need, I need to do more exercise. <laughs> but it uh yeah it was i was exhausted yeah but, but it was it was great fun it was good. fun so it was good. i think it was my first time pr- like on the lake properly and mm. um, i've been beside the lake so mm-hmm. that doesn't really count so it was cool it's a beautiful place good yeah so. it's
1: um it, it is it's a it's really it, it has some breathtaking places oh, yeah. to it yeah. so if you go a little bit deeper than what you can just see from the road driving mm-hmm. by it's yeah one, it's very very nice yeah it
0: was cool but, and it was a great weekend as well. Just, the whole weekend seemed to go really well. Yeah, you know.
1: yeah, I thought so. Did you um, on Saturday? I mean, it was a beautiful, um, you know, I don't know if you've been around here long enough, but one of our local weather guys out of Huntington, uh, okay. Tony Cavalier, refers to he has top 10 days. Oh, and okay. he classified Saturday as oh. a top 10 day oh, throughout, the, throughout the year of 2020. Of course, oh, I, it's you. not going to be really hard yeah, to make yeah. the cut of a top 10 that's true. day in 2020. That's but. true.
0: Yeah, I was out in Lexington the whole day, so oh. I didn't really... I think I was inside. Myself. I can't really remember yeah. <laughs> what I did. Yeah. The, probably did nothing. It was probably my Saturday. <laughs> yeah, uh, I spent
1: the day with a weed eater. Nice. Um, just you know, going
0: around the lawn. Had had the earbuds in. Had uh, yeah.
1: had some sermons going. Had some podcasts going. Yes. Some worship music going. So I mean, it was it was a pleasant day. Yeah. It was that's my happy place is yeah. getting to yeah. work on my lawn. Yeah,
0: I I know have a lawn, and that's this is the first time I've had a lawn to tend to. <laughs> so <laughs> I need to get better at tending to it, but you'll need to teach me the ways of oh yes having come good greater. grass come on young padawan i've got nice green weeds at the oh, moment okay <laughs> I, will, I will teach <laughs> you the way of the law force yeah, there you go uh, there you go yeah. um, But um yeah so sunday yeah. um it was uh i feel like it was kind of a different sort of talk uh, a yeah. different sort of part of the study uh, obviously the first two weeks were a bit different they mm-hmm. were they were like more foundational to what we're talking about you know the the Old Testament, the fall and the bad news, and then Mm -hmm. the gospel and the good news, and like the story of the Bible and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then,
1: well, the thing is, is uh, we warned them. Yeah. (laughs) If you're listening to this, we warned you, we told you from the very get go that, uh, hey, we're going to take a couple weeks, uh, do some foundational stuff. And then this is really going to start getting practical. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to spend the next three to four weeks on biblical words. You know, mm-hmm. we talked yesterday on repentance, and we'll yeah. get to that here in a little bit. But yeah. we're going to talk about, like, justification, mm-hmm. uh, sanctification, mm-hmm. any other occasions that yeah. <laughs> we can think of, But no, and, and adoption. Yeah. Uh, but then, believe it or not, it's going to get even more practical mm-hmm. after that. So, I mean, this is... So this is really going to be a hard-hitting study. It yeah. it it truly is, um, and it's necessary in yeah. my opinion.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be good. It's it's always nice to have that sort of motivational spur. on I like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This yeah. is how we're supposed to live. Great, yeah. I can actually do this now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: But uh, yeah, yesterday we talked about repentance, mm-hmm. uh, the response. You know, we yeah. talked the first week about the fall, or the yeah. problem. You know, falling into sin. Then you talked um, the previous Sunday about. Uh, The answer, you know, the gospel, the good news. So week one covered why we needed a Redeemer. The second week showed us the Redeemer Mm -hmm. and what he's done for us. Mm -hmm. And then this week we started talking about the response because it's it's time for us. Again, it's that practical thing. It's time for us to put some action to what Christ has done for us. And that word is repentance. Mm -hmm. That's where we start. Um, anything, if you skip the step of repentance, anything yeah. that you do beyond that is, uh, it's according to, uh, the vernacular, mm-hmm. it's either futile or it's futile. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, anything beyond that is if you go, yeah. if you skip that repentance step, yeah. it's kind of like I said in my message yesterday, you know, if you, if you've come up and at any point in your life, if you've been baptized, yeah. um, but you haven't repented, then, the only thing that took place in that baptism is that you got wet yeah if you 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 walked in a dry center, you came back out a wet yeah. center if you have missed that step of repentance mm-hmm. so that's that's what we looked at yesterday was yep. defining biblical repentance, yeah um, we went out of second corinthians um, mm-hmm. and i I love the book of Corinthians, and we'll get to this a little bit later in this episode as we talk about things that we had to. Take out of there, yeah, yeah, but you know it's yeah. Second Corinthians chapter seven verses nine through eleven, and Paul begins to he takes this moment out of what's really a very personal letter. Uh, this the second letter to the church at Corinth is very personal, uh, mm-hmm. as as Paul's writing it, and he uh, begins to kind of congratulate them and pat them on the back for the way that they repented, mm-hmm. uh, and like I said, we'll cover what they were repenting yeah. of here in yeah. just a minute. But and he gives two forms of grief. Mm -hmm. of sorrow, it's according to what translation of the Bible you were reading, but he talked about there being worldly grief, worldly sorrow, Mm -hmm. and then godly grief and godly sorrow that that were wrapped around this repentance concept, Mm -hmm. and and that's what we did yesterday. We looked at the two main types of repentance, worldly repentance and godly repentance. Yeah, and you
0: kind of went into that, the sort of... vertical repentance versus horizontal repentance which yeah. i think was a nice imagery especially because you had a cross right behind you it was kind of nice to just to look uh, at i hadn't well. thought about you that. Know, it was just one of those uh, little things but um but yeah and it was definitely nice to sort of make that visual of saying this is horizontal this is like surface this mm-hmm. is you know you were describing it as i'm sorry because i got caught yeah. you know that sort of side of things yeah. um you know, which I think it was I think I mean who's not guilty of that? <laughs> yeah, oh
1: absolutely, yeah. And that that was terminology that I borrowed from from Matt Chandler. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. it's uh, I don't know if it was original to him. It certainly yeah. wasn't original to me. Yeah, uh, but I thought, man, what a great way to give us an imagery of mm-hmm. the difference of the two is they're pointed in the totally opposite direction. Yeah, uh, you know, you yeah. have uh, one worldly mm-hmm. repentance, which is very it's it's very passive. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that concept of, I'm sorry because I got caught. Yeah. I'm not sorry because I did it. Mm-hmm. If I hadn't gotten caught, mm-hmm. I would probably still be doing it. Yeah. And once this fades from memory, I'm probably going to go back and do it again. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. that type of passive repentance. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it's also, you know, worldly repentance is also emotional. Mm-hmm. And it's not spiritual. Uh, and we get so caught up in the emotion of the mm-hmm. moment, or things like that, and we see um, how it's maybe affecting someone else mm-hmm. or something else, and we get caught up in the excuse me, we get caught up in the emotion of it. Mm-hmm. But there's no lasting change. Yeah. Um, then you know it's it, it's also uh, worldly repentance is also very prideful. Mm-hmm. I mean, so very prideful. Yeah. Um, you know, th- we talked about. I gave the example of you'll see. Apologies, and I'm going to air quote for you to yeah, see, and yeah, listeners, you can just yeah. air quote this yourself. Um, the apologies and mm-hmm. the I'm sorries of, hey, if what I did or what I said offended you, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. If you yeah. were offended, I'm really sorry. Which led us to the last marker of kind of worldly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it it projects. Yeah. Worldly repentance projects blame.
0: Yeah.
1: On someone else. Yeah. It becomes hey if. If this bothered you, or if my actions bother you, my words bother you, I'm sorry that they bothered you.
0: Yeah. I'm not not sorry for the words themselves. There's
1: no repentance there. Uh, So worldly repentance will project blame and guilt on
0: others. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that one especially was very, uh, I mean, that whole section, I mean, you could have heard a pin drop. In, yeah, in church, actually, even right. had to the check room. on them at yeah. one point I mean, because they're, <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, you know, we're not the most responsive bunch yeah. to begin with. Yeah. But I mean,
0: even at that point, I'm like, is
1: everybody okay? Yeah. I mean, are we breathing out there?
0: There's yeah. we- some heavy hitting stuff as well, just like even the challenge of like, uh, I think it was just before that you were talking about like if there's no repentance in your life, if there's no evidence of repentance, you, where is the evidence of you following Christ? Yeah. You know, And I think for a lot of people, I think there was a lot of people thinking, it's like, whoa, have I actually... Do I do that, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's probably a good practice for all of us to do all the time. Yeah, of sort of like, yeah. oh, is there repentance in my life? Yeah, am I actively seeking to change? Um, and I definitely find like that whole thing of like uh, getting caught and being guilty that way. I used to struggle with that all the time, you know, just be like, oh, I got caught, so I'll feel guilty and I'll, I'll apologize for that. And the more I've grown in my relationship with God, I've realized that there is no like risk of getting caught, mm. there's you're just caught. Like yeah. The, the, yeah. he always knows. Like there's nothing you can hide from him. Mm-hmm. So there's no. You can't apologize because you got caught because you're never not going to be caught. In yeah, your exactly. By God, you know. Yeah,
1: and just that you know we we talked at the beginning that you know faith looks like something. Mm-hmm. You know we're saved by faith in Jesus Christ. Yeah. that's that's the doorway, man. That's mm-hmm. that's where we enter right mm-hmm. there. But our faith has to look like something. Mm-hmm. And the first fruit of faith, yeah. in my opinion, is repentance. Yeah. That's that's what happens. And yeah. then there is a consistent, there's an immediate but a constant. We'll deal with this in yeah. sanctification yeah. process. Yeah. But yeah. there's an immediate but an ongoing process of transformation mm-hmm. in a believer's life. And I, I just, I made the statement of like, listen, if you gave your heart to Jesus, again, air quoting, And there is no transformation in your life. Mm. There's no fruit of faith in your life. You need to go back and revisit that Mm -hmm. because there is no relationship with Jesus Christ apart from transformation. That doesn't mean that we have to have everything figured out at the beginning. That doesn't mean that we're not going to struggle. That doesn't mean that all of our sins, faults, failures just fall away and boom, we just walk through. But there has to be an evidence, Mm -hmm. a fruit. Yeah of this faith and this repentance and that's yeah. transformation
0: yeah I uh, I was definitely intrigued because we brought a group of the young people in mm-hmm. uh, to the service and like a herd of yeah, buffaloes walking. <laughs> I loved it man. It, was it was so loud uh, before the service I was like I wonder how many people downstairs are like what on earth is going on up there <laughs> listen um, that was just that I, people it smiling it was, it was great good. Seeing good. and it was fun I definitely that was one of those things where I was like this is going to get them thinking you mm. know because most of them were church going kids to begin with mm-hmm. and, and you know I don't know all of their stories, but I know there's definitely a few are the, you know, uh, prayed the prayer at VBS when mm. I was six and stuff like that, which is a lot of people's stories and isn't a bad story by mm. any means. Well, you, you, um, you get scared of hell. Yeah. You know, and yeah, that's exactly. Listen, we all are. We should be. <laughs> yeah. And I think it probably definitely, I'm, I'm going to be talking with them next week about it for sure and being mm. like, did this get cogs going in your brain and mm. like thinking and, and wondering it's like, wow, what does it really look like to be a Christian? Yeah. Yeah. You know? um, but then you dived into the vertical, yes, uh, repentance.
1: Yeah, it took some time, and you know that's um, I've, I've got the Bible here, my my new Bible that I told everybody about. And Brett Wells, if you are listening, yes, the Bible is bigger because it has pictures in it. Okay, that's that that was his maps. Thing. Yes, maps. Ma- <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in verse ten, it says, "For godly grief produces a repentance." that leads to salvation without regret, that life without regret. Man, that is just such an amazing concept. And who, who wouldn't want to live that way? Mm -hmm. I mean, who wouldn't want to have salvation in a life (laughs) without regret? Uh, And then we started looking at some markers. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, not original to me. We looked at six markers of godly repentance. And Mm -hmm. it was a a pamphlet written by a Puritan named Thomas Watson, Mm -hmm. 90-some pages. If there's any type of (laughs) Puritan writing that could be considered a pamphlet, uh, (laughs) called, um, let me get my little handy-dandy sheet of paper here, um, that was called the Doctrine of Repentance. Mm-hmm. And he gave us six markers, six mm-hmm. characteristics of what biblical repentance, godly repentance looks like. Yeah. And the first one of that was sight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and while that seems kind of elementary, um, mm-hmm. that we could think of, okay, sight, really? Yeah. Uh, but when we think about it, that's one of the most powerful forms of godly grace Mm-hmm. that I could think of is to be able to see your sin mm-hmm. is a is a gift from God yeah and we talked about the prodigal son very mm-hmm. quickly in that passage of just when he got to the place that the famine had hit the land, he was out of money, he found himself eating slop mm-hmm. with pigs and it one of the most beautiful statements in the Bible, at least in my opinion, yeah. is the statement that said when he came to himself. Mm-hmm. And I had to just pause there and think, how many times have I had those moments in my life where I have yeah. came to myself and going, okay, what am I doing? Yeah. What am I doing? Why am I? This is not who I am. Yeah. This is not me. Um, at sight to sin, mm-hmm. man, that's a big, big deal. Yeah. And it's a grace from God. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. you know, and these kind of build on themselves, mm-hmm. I think, as well, because the next marker that Watson talked about was sorrow. Um, and that's, that's one of those things that we see written, you know, mm-hmm. in this passage of the God, it, sorrow is a part of it. Mm-hmm. Grief is a part of it. Yeah. And I, I wish I could sit here and tell you that it wasn't, yeah. but that's not biblically accurate. But there's a difference between mm-hmm. godly sorrow and worldly sorrow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we went to, um, Luke chapter seven, mm-hmm. um, and this, uh, alabaster box this lady of the city coming in where jesus is dining at a pharisee's house and it says that he's reclined back it's after the meal you know the mm-hmm. meal's done they're reclining back and she comes up behind him and she has this alabaster box full of precious ointment mm-hmm. she breaks it she washes jesus's feet with her tears puts the ointment on her dries it with her hair mm-hmm. and just this you know as being a woman of the city is is mm-hmm. not an elite standing yeah. this yeah. woman was most likely a prostitute yeah um And this just put the Pharisee on edge. And Simon was the Pharisee, you know, and Jesus knew what he was thinking. It's another one of those, like you said, you're not hiding from God. Um, And he said, you know, if you have someone in a low amount of debt and someone in a great amount of debt and both debts are forgiven, which which person is going to be the most grateful? And Simon says, well, I would assume probably the one who has the most debt.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's what Jesus was talking about. He shows us here in this picture of this biblical sorrow. And mm-hmm. It's such a such a great imagery. Um, and then we talked about confession,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and we went back to uh, Psalm 32 because again, I believe there's two forms of confession, and I didn't mm-hmm. dive real deeply into this on Sunday, but there's. I believe there's horizontal confession, and I believe there's vertical confession. And I think both are necessary, and both are biblical Mm -hmm. when done in the right way. I believe that there's a confession that needs to happen to God, a repentance of sin, a confession of sin that needs to take place vertically. And then I think there's a confession that needs to take place horizontally. We looked at Psalm chapter 32 Mm -hmm. uh, right after David gets caught. Yeah. yeah he's had the affair with Bathsheba an ongoing affair by mm-hmm. the way it wasn't just a one-time event. this yeah. was a this was ongoing yeah. uh, And then David was trying to hide it, trying mm-hmm. to cover it up so he had her husband killed yeah and this is right after that and David looks and he says that oh my iniquity, God, my sin is eating away at my bones. yeah I have sinned against you. Mm-hmm. we kind of pause there and just kind of like, <laughs> wait <laughs> a minute, are, are you sure? Uh, because I'm pretty sure there's a dead dude now that might argue yeah. opposite. Maybe you yeah. sinned against him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Bible leading us into this understanding that all sin, no matter what mm-hmm. direction, no matter who you've sinned against, is a sin against God. Yeah. So it teaches us that this vertical repentance, this vertical confession happens mm-hmm. first. Then we fast forward to Psalm chapter 40. And David writes in there about the goodness of God and about how he was confessing his sin in the great assembly Mm -hmm. to the glory of God. So clarification point, we're not to confess each other's sins to each other so that, Thomas, you can forgive me of my sins Mm. on an eternal scale. That's not how it works. Mm -hmm. You are not my... you're not my supplier of forgiveness from yeah. an eternal standpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christ is, and he alone, mm-hmm. and vice versa. You know, yeah. no man to man. You know, But James even talks about that, confessing our sins one yeah. to another. Uh, but it's this, this being known, what you had talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if I'm known to you, and I'm not hiding anything from you, yeah. then I don't have to worry. If you come to me and say, Hey Ben, we need to talk. Yeah. If I'm living as fully known as what I can, mm-hmm. then I don't have to have this worry of Oh my gosh, did he find out something? Yeah. Or, Does he yeah, know yeah. something? Yeah. But it's that confession of this building each other up. Yeah. For the glory of God.
0: Yeah. Whenever I was a youth pastor back home in Ireland, like I, there was something it was never taught, but it was always expected, and we were always told, you know, that youth pastors are. You know, the young people look at you as a role model and, and, you know, uh, respect you and all that kind of stuff. So make sure that you're living, you know, an example, like an exemplary, no, an example of a life type of thing, you know, Mm -hmm. a step above, which is which is all great. Um, But in doing that, you know, I think I find that I wasn't talking about my sin as much, which led to never having a good conversation with somebody. Mm. Um, So even from a ministerial standpoint, the moment that I gave a talk and said, Hey, this is, these are the areas in which I struggle like all the time. These are areas that I find difficult in life and, and, and i don't you know sort of saying i don't know if you have the same thing but look, i'm no better than you mm-hmm. in fact you know if mm-hmm. we look at paul's life he says i am the worst of all sinners yeah and that's a good sort of thing to be able to say i would argue with paul on that yeah, <laughs> paul, yeah. i'm pretty sure i got you beat buddy but, anyway. <laughs> but yeah so i mean it's, it's one of those things and as soon as i did that like young people were like coming into the church all the time to sit and talk about mm-hmm. life in in deep conversations that I'd never had before because I was able to humble myself and be like, oh, I'm not this fancy oh, role model. Gl- glory to God. Do you know man. what I mean? so it was, awesome, yeah. But it was it was such a realization moment of like, wow, well, pretending like you're, you've are you got it all together. And the church are yeah. good at that. You know, we like to oh, pretend yeah. like we have it all together, you know, and it hasn't happened so much here, but there's definitely churches, you know, you put on your Sunday best and you come in in your best suit and you pretend everything's perfect. You have your perfect, you know, family with 2.5 kids or whatever the mm-hmm. statistic is, you know, and, <laughs> and that's... You know the way you're supposed to live, and and we forget that the church is a place for broken people, yeah, not for fixed people, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, mm. and
1: so powerful. But, um, uh, I did mention, by the way, um, the uh, made reference to the visceral reaction to sin that some uh-huh. of the Old Testament people had. Um, you know, Jeremiah uh-huh. punched his thigh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, and I punched myself I punched myself pretty hard. You, I may have you did? bruised myself. I, <laughs> you know? I was like, dude, don't get carried away, man. Come on. Uh but then Ezra, mm-hmm. he says that Ezra pulled pulled out his hair yeah. because of his sin. Yeah. You know, David was talking about it's eating away at my bones. Mm-hmm. Um and just this understanding of how sin affects our lives. Man, yep. once we once we see sin and mm-hmm. sin's nature, it's It's debilitating to us. Um, And the the next marker after the confession that Watson talks about is shame. Mm -hmm. There is a shame that comes with our sin, but it's different. And again, it's one of those that you kind of have to find the balance for it. It's not a shame that leads you into more shame. Mm -hmm. Uh, We use the imagery of the woman with the alabaster box Mm -hmm. again because Jesus lifted up her face Mm -hmm. In, in her moment of shame. Mm-hmm. where she was just sorrowful, the yeah. sorrow was just causing her to weep and causing her to humble, humble herself, there was a shame in that yeah, because of her sin. But Jesus will always lift up our face. He yeah. will always encourage us. Even in painful moments, yeah. he's going to do that. Mm. And I thought that was such a, such a great yeah. imagery. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: Um, and then we talked a little bit about hatred of sin. Uh, and listen, we need to hate our sin.
0: Mm-hmm. I hate
1: the sin in my life. Um, and it's okay, you know, in a, in a time and a culture where we can't, we're not supposed to hate anything. Yeah. You are supposed to hate the sin in your life. Mm-hmm. And we talked about Paul out of Romans chapter seven. Um, you know, the, what I find myself doing, I don't want to do yeah. what I want to do. I don't, you know, I don't do. And then it comes to this pinnacle statement of him going, Oh, wretched man, I am. Yeah. Who will rescue me yeah. from this body of death? And then he points to Christ. Yeah. Uh, I think that one of the things that we've been guilty of is we've wanted to hate other people's sins mm-hmm. and try to brush ours under the mm-hmm. rug. When we don't need to brush any sin under the rug, but guys, listen to me. Yeah, Hate your sin more than you hate the sin of anybody
0: else. Yeah, and we... I. That made me think of the, you know, when we always say the phrase, you know, love the sinner, hate the sin Yeah. Yeah. And that's true. But hate, I think that definitely is still gives us a superiority complex. Yeah. Of I'm in a position to pitifully love you, but hate your sin. And mm-hmm. it's a very looking down kind of statement of things, as opposed to humbling ourselves and being like, nah, I'm in the same boat. Yeah, <laughs> like. yeah. That,
1: that, well, the, the fact of the matter of if you are justifying your sins, mm. but then hating and calling out other people's sins, yeah. welcome to the definition of hypocrite, my yeah. friend. And yeah. we're all guilty of that. It's the yeah. speck in their eye, the plank in our. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got to. Yeah. I got to settle down. I'm yeah. getting. I'm getting <laughs> fired up here. Got to watch. Out. All right. All right. So I hate your sin. Yeah. You know. The, I hate your sin. Um. And then the last point that he talked about, the last marker that Watson uh, brought to us was turning, mm-hmm. turning from sin. You know, and I brought Jonathan up and had yeah. him walking in a direction and, yeah. You know, just made him pause for a moment and said that most of us do this. We hit this pause moment to where mm. we realize we need a Savior. And we say the prayer, we give our confession of faith, we're baptized, yeah. we do all of the things, but then we keep going in the same direction. Yeah. That's not repentance. Yeah, That's not repentance. That's taking a moment to reflect on what Jesus did and said, I would like to go through the motions of it, but it's not worth yeah. transforming my life. Yeah, To repent means that we... Go in a different direction. Yeah,
0: or even the halfway point. I think some people just stop, yeah. but never, you know, they don't necessarily w- walk forward, but they don't do the action of turning around and walking back. You yeah, know, they just freeze yep. where they are and they think, okay, this is where I was when I was saved. Yep, that's enough. This is it. Wait yeah. for heaven now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, definitely. Um, those six points. I mean, there's there's a lot in there. Oh, you know, you know, like <laughs> so much. Uh, yeah. Hefty stuff. Um. But uh, yeah, you were saying at the start, there were things that you were choosing to leave out from Second yes. Corinthians.
1: Yes. Um, just the history of the letter, Okay. basically, yeah. Um, yeah. that Paul would have this moment where he would stop and he would say that, that repentance, the way you repented mm-hmm. was great. Yeah. I loved. It. Okay. So what did they repent of? Yeah. and And that's what, yeah. I mean, I alluded to it. But Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to really break it down. If you read the letter of 1 Corinthians, there's a lot going on there. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, there is a lot of rebuking. And it's not always um, easy rebukes. I mean, you're you're dealing with dysfunction in the church, the way that the church operates, the roles within the church, sexual immorality. Yeah. the misuse of spiritual gifts, mm-hmm. the not loving the way that God loves, the way that you need to deal with brothers and sisters in lawsuits or legal issues. I yeah. mean, yeah. there's so many things. I mean, he's just laying them out, just one after one after another. Yeah. I mean, they're just yeah. coming at him. And, and then we see this in, in chapter 7 where he basically just says, as it is, I rejoice, not because you were grieved, but because you were grieved into repentance into hmm. repenting and and that's what they were repenting for yeah. you know because the church at Corinth had gotten so off track yeah and Paul wrote that strongly worded letter oh, yeah. um yeah. in 1 Corinthians correcting them of a lot of things yeah. and um, a lot of things that we're guilty of well, absolutely a lot First of things Cor- we're guilty Corinthians of
0: Corinthians was used all the time kind of ironically because in our my hometown and especially the neighboring towns were all fishermen's villages, which Corinth was also yes. like a, a port. Yep. And it's a stereotype, but there's a lot of stuff that goes on with port areas, mm-hmm. especially with regards to uh, men being off at sea for weeks at a time and, and coming back and, yeah. and or that stereotype of having a, a woman at every port. Mm-hmm. The sexual immorality was rife yeah. in Corinth. Yeah, and can I just
1: um, in, in interject here and say that I am um, I'm deeply disappointed in myself because there was a day during last week that was national talk like a pirate day Oh, and, you and were, I oh. missed it
0: well if it was Sunday that would have been ideal
1: it was not Sunday I checked <laughs> I'm sorry I, I ruined a, a very serious good point with me being an idiot So well, you anyhow. worried me for a second I was
0: like, what, what, what happened here, what? here comes this confession like, here. Here. Look, just, is it a pod, public oh, podcast you hey, hmm, hmm, <laughs> hmm, may want to edit this one out no, that's funny um But yeah, Corinth is one of those places that, um, especially if you struggle with sexual sin, I mean, especially, I mean, who who doesn't? Anyway, but um, yeah, Corinthians will challenge you. You Paul doesn't pull his punches at that point, you know? Yeah. Um, But yeah.
1: Yeah, there was, um, you know, just just a couple things here that that I won't go real in depth with because of time, but just, uh, you know, you're, you know a tr- you know a tree by its fruit mm. um, and and that's really the essence of this repentance message yeah is eventually you know there there's seasons if it's an apple tree there mm-hmm. are seasons that that tree doesn't produce apples mm-hmm. but it's still an apple tree yeah nonetheless but there are seasons when it's designed to produce fruit yeah and if it's an apple tree it's going to produce apples mhm um, yeah. And and that's the thing. If you're a Christian, if you are a Christ follower, yeah. there will be seasons where there's not going to be a lot of fruit evident. That's yeah. just a reality. Yeah. But there are seasons designed mm. for you to show forth fruit. And yeah. if you're not, you need to you need to ask yourself the question: What gospel did I accept? Yeah. What gospel am I
0: claiming? If mm. I'm not producing fruit for yeah. Jesus Christ, or even taking that analogy even a step further of like. Even in the the seasons where trees don't bear fruit, they still grow. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? You can. Yeah, there's like, still life there's, in there. Yeah. There's know. no. There's no excuse for being stagnant yeah. and not trying to yeah. get further in, yeah. in faith. You know.
1: And that's that. That just comes back um, to and maybe this is a good place um, to to wrap this up. Just you're, because get
0: to that point where, yeah. <laughs> No,
1: <laughs> next week we're going to be dealing with justification, and uh-huh. um, we're going to, you know, you made the statement several times in your message last week that God is not only infinitely good, but He's also infinitely just, mm-hmm. and we're going to look at biblical justification and okay. what that means in the life yeah. of a believer. But I think in order to sometimes I don't know if the best way to define something. But sometimes a very effective way to define something as to what it is is to first look at what it isn't yeah and will unless yeah. something changes that's what we're going to be doing because we're going to be looking at justification in our eyes mm-hmm. and yeah. seeing what it is not because our definition of justification is so completely mm-hmm. different and opposite of what biblical justification is. Mm-hmm. And that's you know that that's one thing that, that we, so often do, yeah. is this trying to justify things?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun to dive into that one, and then sanctification the week after. Is that the? No, it will go. Is that further down the line?
1: Justification, adoption, sanctification. Unless God changes something for me, which is quite possible, but going to be spending some time in Romans.
0: Very good, very good. Well, we'll uh, definitely be excited for that. But thank you for chopping in with, or chopping in, (laughs) (laughs) chiming in, thanks for chopping in, in, (laughs) chiming in with Chop for Time this week.
1: (laughs) We'll see you guys next week.